Guys, what's up? It's Kate. This is Date Fails. Oh, my God. Today's going to be amazing. I've got Brian Monarch here co-hosting. My guest is a legendary music producer. He's really an icon. He's worked with Snoop Dogg, Dr. Dre, Eminem, Cypress Hill, Britney Spears, Hillary Dove, pretty much anybody you can name, Fred Reck. And I've got a great sponsor, which is BetterHelp. BetterHelp, I've talked about many times before. Guys, if there's something interfering with your happiness, preventing you from achieving your goals, getting in the way of your life, BetterHelp Online Counseling is there for you. Connect with a professional counselor in a safe and private online environment. It's so convenient. There's no easier way to get counseling than BetterHelp. You go online, you take a survey, you answer a bunch of questions that'll help match you up with a counselor who can give you specific advice on the things you are dealing with, whether it's depression, stress, anxiety, relationships, self-esteem, grief, uh, grief, excuse me, lesbian, gay matters, anger, family issues. I mean, we're all going through it. Guys, everything you share is confidential. There's 3,000 U.S. licensed therapists across 50 states. And if you don't like your counselor for any reason, you can change it for free. So... Do it, guys. Go to BetterHelp right now. Get somebody to get your life together. Best of all, it's a truly affordable option. Date Fails listeners get 10% off your first month with my discount code DATEFAILS. So why not get started today? Go to BetterHelp.com slash DATEFAILS. Simply fill out the questionnaire to help them assess your needs and get matched with the counselor you'll love. One more time, that's BetterHelp.com slash Date fails. Let's do it. Brian, do you need a pee? Right about now, we're going to get into the jet. <laughs> DJ Easy Dick. I like that. You're a good DJ. You're like a perfect MC. I should let you host the show and we just, you ask us the questions and you run the whole thing. When I was a kid, I worked at a roller rink, so I used to have to get on the mic. No way. And tell everybody. All right, everybody, it's time for Couples and Trios. Couples and Trios. Sounds like, like a G-rated strip club. <laughs> Wait, you know what's amazing about that? I All my first, like, everything experience was at a roller rink. I was yeah, obsessed. Really? Yeah. You and lost I your virginity at one? I mean, not my virginity, but everything else. Oh. Yeah, and actually... Uh, I didn't lose my virginity at the roller rink, but I lost my virginity with a girl from the roller rink. Oh, there you go. Sorry. How old were you when you worked there? Like in high school, like sophomore, freshman, was it Skateland? I'd rather not say. This was in Michigan, though, right? <laughs> no, this was in California. Oh, I thought you were. When did you move out here? When I was ten or eleven years old. Ten or eleven, you moved here. Yeah, I think Skateland's the only one from in the Flint. valley. Uh, World from on Flint. Wheels. From what? World on Wheels. World on Wheels is in Culver City. No. Nah. Or is that the one in Glendale? No. Wait, it's I've like been in Inglewood? LA. Yeah, no, it's like in LA. I've been there. I've been to all of them. That's I love cool. roller rinks. I still go. I'm such a nerd. You're like roller girl. Honestly, I would totally do roller girl. You derby. should be roller girl for fucking Halloween. Okay. That'd be Who's perfect roller for you. girl? Is that a superhero? From Boogie Nights. Heather, oh, yeah, Heather Graham. Girl. I she never saw Boogie Nights. Oh. <laughs> Come on. Derek Diggler? She was a porn star. She was always on roller skates. Yeah. She never took them off even when she had sex. No never way. seen Derek Diggler? Uh, no, I mean, I know who, I know, I, I actually am shocked I haven't seen it, because... I'm sure you do know a Dirk Diggler. I know many Dirk Diggler. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> I always the Avian Awards. I know all the Dirk Diggler. Uh, you know Adolph Ziggler. I do know Adolph Ziggler. <laughs> um, okay, well, first of all, I love that we did no intro. These are my favorite openings to podcasts, where we just start talking. Start talking about roller rinks. Yeah, and, uh, 
Fred. So, guys, I should introduce my guest. I mean, Fred, what's funny is I met Fred because Fred Reck, everyone, like you're like an iconic producer. I didn't even know when I dropped in your DMs that you were like so such a legend. You're a legend, dude. I'm not. You must well, I'm be. Trying. Why'd you drop in the DMs then? I dropped in his DMs. <laughs> I slid in. His, I've only ever slid in two guys' DMs. Fred was one. Oh wow. Yeah. So uh, the other guy ended up being like pretty much a murderer. I think he's in jail. I'm not even kidding. So you're. Hey, you're doing fifty fifty. <laughs> you're all right. As far as we know. Yeah. I mean, you're not in jail. So. Nah, I'm good. That. I'm here, baby. You leave the country a lot, so I'm like, what is he fleeing? Yeah. But I may uh, be a secret agent. You know. I mean, I'm into that. Um, no, so actually I saw him, uh, you did the music for the movie Taco Shop, is that right? Yeah. Or some of it? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so this movie Taco Shop, there are uh-huh. a bunch of comics we know, Felipe Esparza is in, okay. George Perez, uh, they had like some kind of premiere party or something at the comedy store, I don't know. Right. And I saw a photo of you and I was like, who's that? He's cute. And George oh, was like. I didn't know all this. Yeah. And George was like, oh, that's Fred Rick. He did the music. For the movie. Yeah. And I was like, is he cool? And I think George said like, oh, I just met him in passing or something. Like, George doesn't know you. But um, then I was talking to Russell Peters. Oh, yeah. Russell's my guy. Yeah. Russell and Russ. Russell gave you like the best. Like, Russell's my friend. So he wouldn't tell me to like talk to somebody if he didn't really like him. Yeah. Oh, that's yeah. my guy. How was the dude? movie? It's uh, funny. Uh, Taco Shop. Yeah, it's funny. It's like, you know, we they don't make movies like that no more. Like, kind of like hood you know, movies like Friday. Friday, yeah. It's kind of like, yeah, about. it's kind of like a get high, you know, fun, you know. Yeah, they put it on HBO. I think it's been oh, running on HBO. Oh, that's yeah. good. Yeah, that's I, cool. Yeah. yeah, but uh, so, you know, it's like a Latino Friday kind of, you know, thing. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's what I heard. I heard it's great. I haven't actually watched it, but uh, I'm going to. I'm I had definitely. A feeling you might not have when you didn't really tell me whether it was funny or not. Well, I never watch. Honestly, it's terrible. I don't watch. Anything. Well, you haven't seen Boogie Nights. So, I haven't right? seen it. Yeah. I mean, I'm so behind. I heard you talking about Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. You didn't know what that was either. The new no, Quentin Tarantino. I know movie. what it is. I just haven't seen it. It's pretty, That's all right. This is going to be the, the. I have to ask this. Have you ever seen The Godfather? Yes. Okay. Scarface? Yeah. Yes. Okay, cool. We're good. Yeah. But I also. Because a lot of people, you have you seen The Godfather? No, <laughs> I haven't seen that. I've only. I'm like, what? Yeah, I got to watch the second one still. I know. I watched the first one recently. The Godfather? Yeah. You haven't seen number two? I heard it's amazing. But I haven't seen it yet. You got to see all three, really, so you can have a whole spectrum of it. But I think I need to watch everything again as a grown-up because I kind of went through a phase, like in my late teen years, early twenties, where I watched all those iconic movies just to say, like, I saw it. Yeah. But I don't remember a lot of them. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Any of them stand out as good? Uh, well, I mean, lots of lots, but The Godfather, eh? Honestly, Scarface, I remember more. But The Godfather, eh, I remember thinking it was okay. to my little friend. Yeah, Scarface was kind of more funny. It was like, it was a lot of funny parts in it. Yeah. Godfather was really serious, but. Yeah. I have trouble, epic. I have trouble watching violence. Yeah, well. I'm a little decent, like, even fighting, like UFC and stuff. I have a hard time when I see people getting hit and beat up and sh- I just, I don't know, it makes me cringe. I don't like it. Yeah. A lot so of these the, guys are getting concussions and shit and. No one's going to die usually, though. Yeah, like, unless I'm giving you the concussion, I don't want to see it. Yeah. But if it's me. Hello. Um, but that's how I that's how I met him. And then I didn't know he was... I thought you were, like, a photographer at first. I knew you did the music, but you take a lot of photos. Yeah. So then I was like, oh, we should shoot photos. I totally hit on him. Oh. I totally straight up hit on him. That's pretty cool. Yeah, I was pretty proud Good of myself. Job, man. I'm not going to lie. You and were, I remember I'm, he was like... I'm he was flattered, like, man, really. Really? Yeah. I remember you were like, are you flirting with me? I was like, maybe. Are you single? <laughs> 
and he was like, wow. Nice. Yeah, I was proud. That was, I've never done that, so. That's Props, a big friend. deal there. Yeah, that's hot. Look how, how much he's blushing. I mean, yeah, come yeah, on. Yeah. It's great. See, and you were nervous. That's cool. You ever, you ever rap yourself? Sorry? I'm changing the subject. You're asking if he raps? Have you ever rapped yourself? We haven't even talked. Uh, I mean, you know, for fun, maybe before. Yeah, no. Kate and I were battling on an episode. But you're never, no. you'll never hear it. Or. Yeah, we were not battling. You tried to make me rap battle you. He thinks he can rap. It wasn't even I'm fair. I'm the killer B. Stop. You're not rapping. We're not doing this. He made me rap battle him, but hear, like, his hear, rap is planned. Let me hear planned. like eight bars or something. It's not fair because he pretended it was freestyle and it was pre-planned. I never said it was freestyle. I actually I said, freestyle. Let's battle. You can. You don't need to invent don't your battles rap. on the spot. Can we instead ask him questions and not rap? We can rap at the end. We'll rap at the end. I don't want to rap. Right, cool. We'll put a beat up at the end. Oh you God! Guys All right, great. Can't wait. I she's, she's she's very jealous of my talent. I did win the rap battle at no, the Hollywood Improv. Yes, oh, I did. I thought you meant with me. I wasn't in the Hollywood okay, Improv battle. Let's talk about our guest instead of a rap battle. That uh, this, you, I was asking if he ah, raps. He rapped for fun. Nah. Here's what's really cool about you. Okay, I took him. Well, he took me to a party. Party. And you're so humble, man. Everybody at this party was like, "Oh, Fred, you're a legend. I'm such a big fan." You're like, "Ah, oh, yeah." Uh, uh. You were so humble about it. And then I started looking into what you do, and you've worked with everybody. It's crazy. He's worked with everybody. Snoop, That's awesome. Eminem, Dr also Britney Spears, like pop people. Yeah. I didn't even know. So, what is? I mean, how did you even start producing? Like, how did this happen? Uh, I started in high school. Is when. I mean, actually, before high school, like in junior high school, it was like hip hop was like a big thing amongst kids. So yeah, and in hip hop, there were so many ways for you to be involved in it. Either you could be a graffiti writer, which I was never good at. Graffiti, or, like, like actual graffiti, yeah, like, like painting. Yeah, like people would have their little graffiti books and they'd be drawing graffiti. Oh, okay. oh that's or, cool. or or you were a rapper. You know, people would be at that's in, what in that, the was quad, that was me. That was me. Quad at school rapping and telling her raps, but I could never rap. Or you could be or break dancing. So I started breakdancing a little bit. Can you breakdance? Yeah. Oh, that's I'll hot. do a windmill right now for you. Shut up. <laughs> You'll knock everything down. But you... I, I was like, I was, I like breakdancing, but I wasn't really good at it. So I used to go to my friend's house, Adrian Little, and his older brother had some turntables in the back. Which good old A-lit. And yeah, and he had a, and he was my my breakdancing partner. And so we used to go through his brother's records and make mixtapes for us to breakdance to. So from doing the mixtapes, I started selling them at school to people. And then, you know, then I somebody asked me to DJ their, like, house party or something. So yeah. I went and borrowed a turntable from somebody, went and borrowed a speaker from somebody else, and, you know, we do the house party. Then it just Until I up. started buying my own uh, my own turntables and started DJing. And once I started DJing, I was so interested in the music that I was playing. Like, yeah. how did they make these beats? And then I started What talking. year was it when this all started? This was, like, in the 86, oh, so 87. I think we're the same age, young. actually. I was born in 71, like, January. 72. Yeah, yeah. So, what what inspired you? Like the Beastie Boys and Run DMC and no, L. Like before that, like uh, uh, Africa Bambata. Oh and, yeah, that's old school. And um, uh, I don't know who that is. That uh, bad. I used to like a guy named Mantronics, King of the Beats. I used to listen to Dr. Dre when he was in a group called the Wrecking Crew. <laughs> oh yeah, I, I remember that. LL Cool J. I like Rick Rubin. I like all the you know the Public Enemy. Yeah. Uh, Eric B. and Rakim. Those are the guys I used to. Listen. And I and I always like the DJ. So whenever they'd say the DJ's name or, you know, it was like Eric B would be rapping, but he'd be like, and my DJ's Eric B. And, you know <laughs> yeah. what I'm saying? Go Jam Master J. Go yeah. Cut Creator. Cut Creator. Go. Yeah, I was like, oh, I want to do that. I want to be the one that they say 
his name. So That's then, cool. Yeah. I like that. You didn't want to be the front man. You wanted to nah, be. Nah, I, I couldn't do it. I wasn't good at rapping. I wasn't good at. I I was I loved hip hop, but I wasn't good at the other elements of hip hop. I was I couldn't beatbox. Yeah, so. I didn't even know about rap when like that shit was happening. Like I didn't know until it like it hit the mainstream with Run DMC and LL Cool J right. and Beastie Boys. Yeah, um, and then I heard some of that other stuff you just mentioned. But like before that, it just wasn't in my world, you know. Right. But so. what's crazy is that it got so big. Like I grew up in Ohio, and the first CD I ever bought was a Chronic. Was Dr. Dre, which is nuts, being from like a, like a white girl from the Midwest, Ohio, like a farm town, but it was so popular. That's like a generation after us. Yeah, like we were, it's yeah. like that record yeah. is not even a hip hop record. That's just an iconic record. It's like if you have a if you're gonna have a, a crate of CDs at your house, you're gonna have Pink Floyd in there, Michael Jackson, Thriller, The Chronic, and Bob Marley. You're yeah, gonna have like it's gonna it's one that's of one of the greats. Yeah. You know yeah. What I'm saying? yeah, I never even told you this story. I think I told you I had a great Dre story. I was gonna tell you next time I saw you, and I haven't seen you. Uh-oh. You're gonna love this. No, no, it's not. Well, it's bad for me, <laughs> not for him. All right. So. I met him. I, I know I told you that. He was at the comedy store one night. This was like, I want to say like a year and a half ago or something. Mm-hmm. And uh, I did my set. And then I was talking to somebody and he tapped me on the shoulder and I turned around and he said, you were really funny. And I was like, holy shit. Dr. Was, Dre said that? Yeah. Damn, nobody big ever comes to my shows. Well, I think you, I was at that show. Our, no, our you friend, aren't there. Our friend Bluetooth was doing a comedy set. I feel like I would have saw you. Did you leave with him? Yeah, we were sitting in the side right there. Our friend Bluetooth, we went to see him. He did a sketch. Maybe, there. but I didn't see him till outside. What was the I would have seen you. Because this is after I met you. Oh, what? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I would have seen you. But he's come more than once, I think. Ooh. But um, it was a comedy store, Main Room. I think it might have been your show. If Dr. Dre was at my show and I didn't know, maybe I was out of town. I don't know. Who knows? Doesn't matter. Point is, after I get off stage, taps me on the shoulder, I meet him. Uh, we talk for just a minute. I couldn't believe how fit he is, by the way. He is so fit, like it's crazy. But then I got a picture with him and then I just, I had to go. So I had driven that night because I purposely, I had something to do in the morning. So I was like, I'm not going to drink. I'm going to go home, be responsible. I go get my car and I start posting this photo with the caption, Dr. Dre told me I'm funny. So if I die tonight, at least, you know, mission accomplished. I go, whatever. As I'm about to post it, my phone rings. I answer it. My friends are like, yo, we're in the valley. It's so-and-so's birthday. You should come by. I'm like, all right, I'll come just for a little bit. And I'm on my phone and I looked and I go to pull out and I swear I looked twice. I didn't see a car coming. I got T-boned on Sunset. Like I went to, I shouldn't have been making, I was making a Yui on Sunset, which you shouldn't. Right. But there's, I saw no cars coming. I get T-boned, total my car. And Dr. Dre was the one to T-boned you. <laughs> would that be the best ending to the story? <laughs> no, but I just thought if I would have posted that photo with the caption, I just met Dr. Dre. He told me I'm funny if I die tonight. Oh, and then right. I didn't quite post it. And then I got hit. But I was thinking that would have been like the most epic that would have been death weird. post. No. But You don't uh, want to go out like that, man. No. Well, no. I mean, I'd rather not. But it, it was just interesting. And then I, you know, they came to get my car. And I was still so excited about meeting Dre that I was just like, take the car. I'm going to go back to the comedy store and have a drink. I didn't even like go home. I didn't follow my car. I just let them take it away. I didn't even know where they took it. So yeah, but it's pretty wild that that was the night I met him. I totaled my car. Then I had no car for a year. I met him once. 
and I saw him one other time. I saw him at the uh, Stinking Rose. I was getting a valet, <laughs> and he was getting out of his car, in a car, Mercedes. And then one time I was at the Palace, I saw third base performing at the Palace. Remember the Palace yeah. on Vine? Yeah. And uh, Easy e showed up to watch um, third base with Dr. Dre and the DOC. His voice was just fucked up like a, a week or two before that. Yeah. And I was a big fan of his. Yeah, the DOCs. I don't know third base. Oh, they're the white guys that kind of like... They're like the first white rappers probably. After oh, really? the Beasties. Interesting. Yeah, a little bit after. Yeah. yeah like, so wait, you grew up in Flint. Yep. And then you moved here when you were 10, you said? Yep, 10 or 11, something like that. Where'd you go to high school? Um, I went to high school in San Jose. Oh, wow, I didn't know that. Yeah. And you moved here with your mom and dad? Yeah. Or just your mom? mom your mom dad, and dad? Brothers and sisters. Your dad is so sisters. cute. I always see your dad on your Instagram when you go back to visit. His dad is like adorable. Yeah. How is your dad? Oh, uh, he's crazy. Yeah? Yeah, he's great. <laughs> he's cra- they live on a farm? Or you have yeah. a farm there? Yeah. We have a ranch out there. So cool. Yeah. So, really uh, cool. so you moved here at 10 and then, uh, I don't know. What was that trend? Do you, did you immediately like the West coast? Hell like, yeah. Did, yeah. You loved it. Hell yeah. Do you surf? No, I didn't surf, but I remember, I remember, uh, driving out here when I was a kid in the car, in the U-Haul with my mom, my dad, my, my three, two brothers, we were all sat in the front seat of a U-Haul all the way across America with no air conditioning. Wait, your mom, dad, and how many kids? Two and three of us. Five of you across the front of a U-Haul yeah, with no AC? Yep, no AC. I oh. remember there was no AC in June. Oh, and, uh, man. And um, I just remember driving across and t- telling my mom and dad, man, so when we go out there, I can buy a surfboard, right? They were like, yeah, we're going to get you a surfboard. <laughs> How about a skateboard? Can I get a skateboard? Like, yeah, you can have a skateboard and everything. Because I used to see stuff about California on magazines and stuff. Oh, yeah. yeah. And everybody surfing. And, you know, I'm from Michigan. Like, they, we don't have that out there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I was like, yeah, I want to go out to California. But San Jose. I never, I never, I never surfed or anything. Really? No. Nah. Do you at least Hell go in the no. ocean? I go on a boat. Yeah, you, you fish. <laughs> You're yeah. fishing all yeah. the time. Yeah, them sharks got a warrant for my arrest out there, so I'm not getting in the water. They ain't going <laughs> to get me. That's crazy. I love going in. Like, I love going. I still go in. I, when I lived in Venice, you're in Venice all the time. Mm-hmm. When I lived in Venice, I used to surf every day. There's like, no way I'm going to be flopping around in that water. No way. They don't. Sharks don't really eat people very often. Not very often. They got... <laughs> They got zero chance of eating me because I ain't going to be out there <laughs> flopping around. I just think that would be like bragging rights to get bitten by a shark. No, I'm good. <laughs> I ain't going to be walking around all stubby. You might not be around oh, to brag Yeah, either. fuck that. All stubby. So wait, so San Jose for high school. Yeah. And then so when did you move here? High, so like for, for half of high school. And then I moved here after that. And then you moved to LA? Yeah. And then... Wait, I don't know why I thought that you started. I thought I read that you started producing professionally before you were even out of high school. Is that yeah, true? Yeah. That's so insane. Like probably my last two years of high school, I started making records with different people. Not big people, but yeah. You know, yeah. Like uh, I, and then I was, I was uh, touring on tour, playing keyboards for different people. Like um, I played keyboards for a girl named Debbie Deb. Oh yeah, I've heard she of her. does like when I hear music and look yeah. out weekend, look out weekend. Come. That's so cool. Yeah, I was young, so that was like my first taste of getting out there. How old were you? I was like seventeen. I wasn't even eighteen yet. And you're going on the road playing like what size venues at that point? Like you know, like clubs, like you know, like the Roxy clubs, size, like the Florentine Garden size. Okay. Like, yeah, kind of like the Roxy size too. Yeah. yeah stuff my like friends that. and I used to go to Florentine Gardens. Gardens. <laughs> Just sit, stand on the wall. We yeah. wouldn't do shit. Where is that? Dude. I don't know where that it was is. Like a dance club. Yeah. And like we would just go and not do shit. And it was oh, so eighteen maybe and over. 
We oh, would no. never ask anyone to dance. We just figure someone will come to us someday, you know, one of those types of things. <laughs> it was like where you could go if you were 18 and over and you could drink. I mean, they said it was like 18 they and over. Low key. I mean, you could, your homie can go get you a drink. You know what I mean? Yeah. They weren't really tripping in there. Well, that's what I was going to ask you. Like, what was it like being a teenager on the road? I mean, you must have seen everything. Yeah. You must have seen all kinds of crazy What's the craziest shit? story? Oh, man, I couldn't even tell you that. Oh. You can't tell those, I'm sure. <laughs> so there's so you many have stories. Some you there's could... a lot of stories, yeah. I mean, you know. Has anything ever happened? Well, okay. First of all, when you were doing that and you were a teenager, what did your parents think? They, well, what happened was when I started to do it, that's when I stopped like wanting to go to school and, you know, doing all that. And then after that, my parents moved back to Flint. So after high school, I lived, I was you living live? on my own. I lived in my car. I lived in people's attics. <laughs> I lived in, I'm serious. I believe it. I lived where I lived at, you know, girlfriends' houses. I lived in like, I, I worked at a studio. I worked. I lived in the studio. Yeah. Like I'd sleep in the under the board when nobody was there. You know, mm -hmm. just, just wherever. Every artist in L.A. has been homeless for some period. Yeah. I feel like huh. I had a guy living in my kitchen. I have a one bedroom apartment, and my buddy, who's a comic, he's an addict. So he'd fall on and off the wagon. So when he's sober, he'd do fine. But then he'd fall off the wagon and go crazy, and wherever he was living would kick him out. So there's a point in time where I let him live in my, I have an eating kitchen and I moved everything out of it and let him put a little cot and like a little room divider. And it was like, he was literally living in the kitchen. Who's this? Eric Myers. Oh. The people would come over and they like think no one was home and then they'd hear noise coming from the kitchen. They'd be like, do you have a dog? I with him. What? I know your buddies with him. Oh, he used to be like one of my best, best friends. Yeah. How's he, he doing right now? <laughs> He's good. He moved to Florida. He's engaged and he's doing great. But, oh, Jesus. but yeah, but he lived in my kitchen for a year. But I mean, like it was, we wrote a script about it. Cause it's just, it, that's so normal for LA. Yeah. It's not even weird to be like, Oh, there's two dudes living in my kitchen. Yeah. I charge him rent. I lived in my homeboy's <laughs> attic where you had to have to go in the living in the, in the hallway and pull the stairs down and go climb up and, and oh, I slept on a cot in there. And, but you know, when you're like, when you're, when you figure out what you want to do and you're like, passionate about it you like, don't care i was like yo i don't care i just want to be able to have a place where I, I can just wake up and okay i'm i was trying to do music i was trying to be in every studio i could I was, was it yeah. hard when you couldn't afford the equipment or anything or was it you just had to rent studio time well that's why i i, I was like i can't pay for the studio time so i would just used to work there like uh. i would just be there and the guy that ran the studio that i used to be at all the time he used to like all right, well, if you're going to hang out here, you're going to do something. So he showed us how to like solder and fix equipment mm. and, and um, you know, when something would break, how to take it apart and put it on an oscilloscope and figure out what circuits need to be replaced. And he taught us all that. You're amazing because, you know, like this is honestly why I was interested in him yeah. because you posted that you like build a microphone or something. Yeah. And yeah. I was like, this guy is like a scientist. Like, it's not just music. Like you build, like, what? Like, I can't imagine knowing how to build a microphone from scratch. Yeah, we used to just, we used to have to fix them. So, you know, you kind of just learn. It's, you know, it's, it's not really that hard. But it was like, we had to do that to be able to, at night when nobody's using the studio, he'd let us use the studio and we could go in there and make beats and record. And because you couldn't, uh, you know, you couldn't afford that stuff. Yeah. So, whatever money you put together, you, you know, somebody would, there was no recycler, there was no eBay, there was none of that. So if you wanted to get a drum machine, you had to know somebody that could. Yeah, no social media. Yeah, you know. That's same, yeah. With, same with comedy. When I started doing comedy, I had to look at LA Weekly to know if there was an open mic like that. A recycler or something. Yeah. yeah. Everything has changed. Yeah, totally. Yeah. So you had to get the equipment. You had to go find somebody like, yo, man, if you see a drum machine anywhere, let me know. <laughs> hey, my cousin, he's got a, a Vietnamese band. My first drum machine was my homeboy, his cousin. <laughs> 
was playing in a Vietnamese band. Uh-huh. And he had a Juno keyboard and he had a, a drum machine. And he was like, my cousin's getting new shit. He wants to get rid of it. So I went and made him a deal like, hey, I want to buy your stuff. I can't pay you all the money. I have to give you a little bit at a time. So Still got that thing? Nah, I got rid of all that stuff. Yeah. No. How did you learn to play music? Like you play piano and guitar, right? Yeah. What else do you play? Uh, I played piano, guitar, a little bit of bass, a little flute, you know, whatever I could pick up. How did you learn? Did you take any classes? Or no, did... I, I, well, at first I didn't take any classes. Like I got a keyboard and I just started doing like remixes of songs and playing my own keyboards and just figuring it out. And then I had friends that really knew how to play. So they teach me like, okay, so these, jealous. here's some chords. And every every musician you meet, you learn something from them. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then after that, and I started like taking the lessons here and really learning it. And then guitar I picked up because guitar players just wouldn't show up to sessions. You'd call a guy to come or they'd come and they'd want all sorts of money. So one time I had a guitar player that was really cool. He was great to work with, but he flaked out on a really important session. So I got pissed. I was like, man, go down to Guitar Center. Go buy me a guitar. Shut up. And so I was like, you know, just. That's not an easy instrument to just like. No, it's, it's pretty difficult, but. Yeah. But if you know the piano, that you can make a, some sounds out of it. And now with recording, we could punch in. So yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, so like my first guitar playing songs were like pretty simple. You know what I mean? Yeah. But and and you can use, three chords. Not even like just the lead notes. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. I didn't even know how to yeah. make chords on it. Yeah. But then you learn, and then you meet other guitar players. You're like, yo, show me how to do that. I'm obsessed with guitar. Well, I play a little guitar, but I always want to learn piano. I still do. I want to take lessons. You That's should. like one of my life goals. Yeah, I'm gonna do that with all my free time. When I start watching, you the just gotta have you know you just gotta have it in somewhere where you're always at, like in your living room. Just have a little setup. And in I, my suitcase. And, yeah, <laughs> you can get a little keyboard and throw it in your suitcase. You can practice on an iPhone app or something. A great idea. It's not yeah. the same. I don't suggest that, but yeah. I mean, here's what's crazy. That, uh, like, I want to get you into telling wild stories, but I don't want to incriminate you or anything. But here's what I find fascinating: you've worked with literally. Like, huge people. Eminem, who's, like, one of my heroes. Like, I love Eminem. Snoop. Dre I mean, every Cypress Hill, everybody. How are you so... You're so grounded and, like, humble and just, like... Did you ever go through a period where it went to your head and you were, like, crazy and doing, like, crazy wild, like, I'm Fred Rex shit? You had to have. I mean, Buddy Love has slid out a few times, you know. <laughs> <laughs> you know like, what... Tell me but, about uh, the time when you first blew up like, what was your break working with Dre? What was like your big break? I don't know. It's like a bunch of breaks that happened, you know, it's throughout time. Like every little step was a kind of like a break. When was a moment that you were like, oh shit, I, I don't know. I still haven't felt that way. I just kind of just, I'm still a fan of it. So even the people that I work with, I'm still a fan of. So I, I take it from the perspective of, a, as a fan, what would I like to hear with this artist? That's Who dope. Who's the best rapper of all time if you had to pick one? Eminem. Oh, wow. There you go. Eminem's your the greatest hero. rapper of all I time. I love Eminem, but it's not about, I mean, his music. I love his music. I have music, other but. favorites, you know, but yeah. as far as if you're going to ask who the greatest of all time is, he's the greatest of all time. I love I don't Eminem. think anybody could touch him, but I have favorites. Like D the DOC is one of my favorites. I love the DOC. That's such a shame. Um, Ice Cube, Rakim, Snoop Dogg, KRS-One, you know, the, 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 the classics. Yeah. 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 Public Enemy. Yeah. You know, the shit we grew up listening D. to. Yeah. So I want to hear... I want to hear, like, when you were in your, oh, shit. I'm ha I mean, was there ever a moment that you were, how about this? Was there ever a moment that you were like, I can't believe this in my life? Like, your first, I can't believe this in my life. Like, there had to be some moments that you were like, wow. Like, you um, like me and Exhibit used to be roommates together. 
I'm not going to put him. <laughs> That'd on be a glass. great reality but, show. But uh, one one time, one and then I used to DJ for him. So, and me and him were just starting to really like wild out. So one time we went to Vegas and stayed at the Palms Casino, and that was the first time like somebody flew us out there and you know sent us the jet and gave us the suite and the whole thing and everything was comped you know it was like ballers it was like it was like ridiculous yeah. you know that was probably the first time i was like wow man we're rock stars bro yeah. <laughs> rock and roll yeah yeah and then, you know I, where were you performing out there we weren't performing anywhere. They just brought us you out there to hang to party. out. Yeah, oh, they just, we just went out there to party with the Maloof brothers. I thought you had a show. Geek. No, we was out there with the Maloofies. And That's amazing. Yeah, it was pretty fun. And that was pretty, you know, that was probably one of the first times. That, you know, before that, you're like in a in a van, in a freaking, uh, in a bus or whatever. Yeah. My first my first time I went on the road, though, was a comedy show. Oh. A DJ. I was a DJ for a comedy tour. I remember you saying that. Like who, Def who Jam, was it? kind of. Thing? It was at. It was right after. The, it was some of the guys from Def Jam, and then another guy. His name is Jeff Clanigan. He he made this tour, so we used to call it the Jeff Jam, and it was Chris Tucker, um, Faison, uh, AJ Johnson, <laughs> another guy named Hamburger. He used to go Hamburger. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. black guy. I remember him. Yeah, bald guy. I think. Yeah, and and a couple other guys, and we just we were in a in a, like eleven passenger van just driving around everywhere doing shows this guy had set up a tour and uh so they I, they had me doing all these skits and stuff on stage with the you know chris tucker would be like all right drop it he's called me dj akbar akbar drop it and i, <laughs> I dropped the beat and he do some crazy shit so that was like the first time that i was as a dj going out on the road and like, now this is an interesting question because you're out on the road with a bunch of comedians yeah. for that and i'm sure you've done a lot of work with musicians who's crazier because I feel like comics are probably way more nuts. Uh, which it's, ones, not, yeah. it's not so much the craziness. It's all, I mean, being on a comedy tour is like your face and your stomach hurts like the whole time <laughs> in the van. You're in a van and they're, all they're doing is cracking jokes and talking shit the whole time. So it's like when you get to your hotel room, you just want to hear quietness because those dudes are so funny. Yeah. Like all day they're just popping off jokes, you know, at each other, at whatever, you know. So, you can't stop but laughing. Then, but then you go on, if you go on the road with Snoop, it's going to be the same thing. He's going to be popping so many jokes. He's a comedian. He should have been. funny. He should have been a comedian, you know. So it's both. As long as it's laughs and fun, everybody has a good time, you know. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. You should try to get Snoop to do the show. Yeah. What show? Oh, this? One of our comedy I, shows. I mentioned you to him when I saw him at the uh, ESPY's like, uh. charity basketball game thing, whatever. I forget what I was like. Oh, yeah, I saw you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he's hilarious. Yeah. Uh, I can't believe it. I almost forgot to ask. So you also, he's the DJ on Snoop and Martha's Potluck. Yeah. Dude, that's cool. Martha Stewart is a bad bitch. Hell yeah. She's ama- like she's like the Eminem of fucking domestic She's the whatever. Queen yeah. yeah. That what I like about Eminem and Martha's the same. Like they don't give a fuck. Like Martha Stewart does not give a fuck. Yeah. She just doesn't that's she why does they keep what putting she wants. Her, they keep putting her on the celebrity roasts. She's I love so her funny. so much. Yeah, me yeah. too. She's my big sis, man. I Do you have any Martha. good Martha Stewart stories that uh, you can tell that aren't bad? No, nah, they're all good. Martha's great, man. She's she's funny as hell. She's like she's like the big sis you never had. I never had sisters, but if I did, she, she would be. More, she is my sister. You know, That's like cool. Uh, we just have a blast on the show. How long and have you been doing that? This is our third season now. Oh shit. So she's just fun. Like it's fun filming it, and we're always, you know, making drinks and cocktails on the show. And she's <laughs> always making sure your glass is full. Like 
whenever the cameras take a break to move around or something, she'd look over at me and be like, Fred Rack, is your glass full? I'm like, <laughs> and then she'll be like, she'll get mad. She'd be like, oh, Thomas, make sure that Fred Rack's glass is never empty. I'm like, ah. So every day they'll She's be coming to get over you there. Drunk. Yo, we be we're faded on the whole show. Me, Snoop, and her are faded That's every hilarious. episode. Have you ever thought about having her come over to decorate your place? Nah, she don't want to come to my place. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, she's amazing. Can you believe she she's went amazing. to jail? She spent time in jail. Like, I just can't even imagine. Like Tax that, evasion, right? I mean, I don't know. Some no, kind no, of, it was, uh, she didn't snitch. What is she it was, called? Uh, uh, she, it was, uh. That know. stock fucking insider. It was, no, oh, but she didn't insane. get in trouble for that, though. That was what it was originally, but she what she really went to jail for is not cooperating with the federal investigation and contempt. Oh, for, really? For not. She didn't want to tell. For not being a rat. She didn't want to tell on the guy that gave her the information. Oh. oh but that's... the thing is, they already knew that he knew. So, you know, she was like, I don't know what you guys are talking about. As far as I know, you know, Barry, I'm just Who knows? paraphrasing. But yeah, she went to jail. She, she so talks dope. about it sometimes. That's so, yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, I guess she you kind of have to. She makes jokes about it. She should run for president. I'd vote Martha Stewart. Yeah. I don't know if you can once you've been in jail. No, oh, yeah. Martha's too nice to be president. You, to be president, you gotta be a son of a bitch and want to kill people and shit like that. I mean, she can't do that. Yeah, maybe you're right. I don't think Obama wanted to kill people. He's killed a lot of people. I'm I don't sure. think he wanted to kill He's people. He's killed a lot of people. But I, I love Obama. Obama's my favorite. People. Obama's my favorite president, but he has killed people. Oh, yeah. They all have killed people. Could you imagine pressing a no. button to kill, have people killed that you don't even know somewhere else? Across I can the barely world? even dump someone. I can't even fire someone. There's a Twilight Zone like that. You ever see that Twilight Zone where they give you a box with a button in it? And they go, we'll give you a million dollars if you press this button. But somebody that you don't know far away is going to die. And then the whole episode that's like this husband and wife are like, should we press it? Should we press it? We can't press it. Let's press it. Come on. We need the money. Let's press it. Finally, they've pressed the button. The guy comes back to their door and uh, the wife dies. He gives them the million. No, he gives, <laughs> no, 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 no. He gives, them the mil- he gives them the million dollars and, and he just says, okay, thanks. And he starts walking away. He goes, they go, where are you going? Oh, I'm going to give this to somebody that you don't know. Oh, and it just continues to go like that. Yeah, it could yeah. be them. Yeah, yeah. Oh, Next yeah, time it'll be that. Yeah. I couldn't do it, man. I can't even be mean to people yeah, on stage. Yeah. That's a, you know, that's not something I'm good for at that. everybody. Yeah. yeah, you're good at I that. I feel I'm bad not. sometimes, though. Like I apologize when I'm mean to the audience. Yeah. The only time I was ever mean to a dude at one of my shows was in Canada. Blame Canada, blame Canada. <laughs> no, but I love Canada. Like, it's my favorite place to perform because they don't get offended. We're in Toronto? Anywhere. Oh. What did you say to the guy? Well, this dude was, this guy was with a chick he was trying to impress. I thought it was his girl, but yeah. apparently it wasn't. Just like a first date type of thing? I mean, they were friends, but he was like trying. Right, right. And like, I was in the middle of a, he kept him like interrupting the whole night trying to like impress the chick, but he's front row. I had some drunk ladies on Saturday doing that shit. Yeah, and there's no uh, security at this club. So... It sucks when that happens because it's up to me to kick him out at some point. But once you kick someone out, you're like mean. Yeah. Right? You got to be able to take that shit and clown their ass. Yeah. So this dude, (laughs) I said, you know how I always hit on a chick in the audience? I said something like this girl. I'm ready to go lesbian. Yeah. This girl was hitting on me. She looked like you. I I do that like at every show. She kind of looked like you. She was cute. And the guy goes, I think you mean beautiful to me, like about the girl. I go, okay, bro. Thanks for interrupting the joke. Yeah. She's beautiful. And he was like, you're a real bitch. To me, he says that. And I go... To you? Yeah, he goes, you're a real bitch. And I go, are you getting turned on? Do I remind you of your mom? Something like that. <laughs> yeah, good job. Yeah, and then when I said that, the guy stood up and he was like, fuck you. Don't talk about my fucking mom. He was like, fuck you. And fuck you to his girl. And then he left. Fuck you to his girl? That yeah. he's trying to impress? And I'd be like, your mama is so fat. <laughs> 
Do like the Eddie Murphy from uh, The Nutty Professor. Right? I would have went straight, oh, yeah. With straight like buddy Chappelle. love on his ass. Well, once he walked out, once he walked out, the whole audience, I was like, are you guys glad he's leaving? They all clapped. They're glad. This dude waited outside the club. When I came out, because I was pissed. When I came off stage, I was fucking pissed. I was like, why Damn, didn't anyone show? some security. Yeah. He was waiting outside. What did he say? He came up to me and he was like, I don't like how you embarrassed me in front of my girl. And I was like, dude, you... You came to a comedy yourself, club, man. boy. You came here. You, why are you Front row. Sit your ass down and shut the fuck up. It was wild, but he was so drunk. He was like stumbling. And then he was like, you're a cunt. And he acted like he was going to shove me. And he like tripped and fell. Oh. That's how fucked up this guy was. Wow. He's lucky so. he wasn't Richard Pryor or something. <laughs> He's lucky I <laughs> he didn't. got his ass The only ripped. reason I didn't beat him up is because I was in Canada. Yeah. And I was like, if I get arrested here, I'm stuck. Yeah. So I don't want to. Hey, so who's, let me ask you a question. Who's your favorite I know it's hard to say. It's like so asking me who's hard. your favorite. I know. But I get who's your iconic uh, comedian that you like, that Look inspired you? Yeah. Well, like growing Give up. Give me three. Growing up, it was, well, one was Joan Rivers. Okay. Like, I can see that. I remember watching Joan Rivers as a kid with my dad. And my mom thought her jokes were like inappropriate. And me and my dad mm, yeah, would laugh. She was a little inappropriate. She was. That's oh, why yeah. I love her. But that's she what made didn't care. Her, yeah. And she was so real. She's like, your, she's like your real auntie that's like, she don't hold her tongue. Yeah. And she was so hardworking. Yeah. Like, if you ever watch, like, she a, was on everything. Dude. And until Red the carpet. end, she was so hardworking. She like, was in the, what's the show with the squares and all that shit? Oh, yeah. Oh, Hollywood Square. Yeah. She was on every, she was on the gong show. She was on all that she shit. She did yeah. it all. And there's like a documentary they made about her at the end of her career when she was touring. And it was just crazy to see still how hard she's worked, just like the index of all her jokes and just kind of like her struggles. And like, when she, she would still like have nights that she would kill and feel like she bombed, she'd be crying. I mean, it's just she like. She filled in for Johnny Carson, I think, when he was. Yeah, yeah, yeah she did. Yeah, she was always on Johnny yeah. Carson. Yeah, she's amazing. She's probably the most person that was ever on Johnny Carson, I would probably say. Yeah, she was amazing. Right, also, also, uh, well, Robin Williams is a huge one. Like, I, I used to watch the. Um, like Billy Crystal, Robin Williams. What were they called? Those, uh, uh, Comedy Aid? Yeah. Comedy Aid or whatever? Yeah. And like, I don't know. I just, I was so young. But I just remember crying Comic laughing relief. watching. Did you watch Mork for Mork? Called? Yeah, I did. I watched Mork and Mindy later on Nick at Night. I watched yeah. all those. I loved all those old shows on Nick at Night. Happy Days. Yeah. When he was on Happy Days, yeah. that was a shit. Yeah. Yeah. He but, was with the Fonz trying yeah. to tell the Fonz to stay away from the Beatches. Mm. <laughs> then it gets harder, like, because it's hard for me to say a third because there's just so many. And now I'm so fortunate because I know so many personally that, like, there are people I really look up to that it's not even about their jokes. It's just about more. Like, I mean, Joey, obviously, like Joey Diaz, even though he's like my almost like my father or something. But I mean, like his like the ability he has on stage to just go with the moment. And it's never the same twice. Like yeah. Joey's act is never the same twice. And just I mean, so. But I don't know. One of my favorites is Jezel Nick. Yeah, he's funny. Like, I mean, I just like dark, edgy. Yeah. I care more about, like, I care more about the message and the passion behind the material than necessarily, like, I'm not as much of a, I love Jim Gaffigan. I love Jerry Seinfeld. They're brilliant. But, like, I'm not as much of a, like, a, oh, this is a well-crafted joke so much as this joke is about something more. Right. Like, for me. I want people to leave and also, like, learn something or have an emotional experience more than just... It was funny. Yeah. Personally. I just want them to laugh. I know. Which some people would say like, then that's not true stand up what I care more about. But like, no. I want both. But. Stand up is whatever you make of it. Yeah. Well, the truth is like when I sucked, like I used to go to this club called the J Spot. Have you ever heard of it? No, I know about the G Spot. <laughs> oh, <laughs> That's shit. the one up in Valencia? <laughs> no, dude. The J Spot is in Inglewood. It's the blackest club you've ever seen in your life. Oh. It's a J. Anthony Brown's club. 
And so when I first started, I would go there and I sucked. But I was a cute blonde. I was like the only white girl. I was the only white person. And this club was like a gospel church on a Sunday pimped out. Like everybody was like dressed in nines. Is it still there? Yeah. But I would go in there and bomb. But the dude Count, the DJ, DJ Count, he was like, come back next week. I'll pay you 20 bucks to go up again. And he was the only, I never got paid for comedy. I was terrible. But I kept going back and getting paid. And it made me so much better because it made me learn to be myself. Because when I first started, I would try to act like a black comic. I'd try oh, to wow. like match their energy. Then eventually I was like, oh, if I be myself, That's I'll get more them. funny, yeah. 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 So, but I mean like that. And the audience knows. Yeah. But it's kind of like yourself. me working in a studio. When I was really? Saying, yeah. It's like you go there to hone your craft. You go there to, to Well, learn. I was thinking it's kind of similar. You don't like, care about money. You're just like, y'all want to do it, right? That's when I think... That's when I think you know you found what you're supposed to do with your life. Yeah. Because, like, I thought when I moved here I wanted to act more, which I still do, but, like... You will. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But when I... But I don't care anymore. When I go on acting auditions, I'm like, whatever. But, but like, stand-up was the first thing I ever found that I would do for free. I would lose money to do it. Do you know what I mean? You know what I mean. Yeah, all day. What's the work you've done that you're most proud of? Like, if you could pick three songs that you're most proud of, can you even? I, I, I would say I haven't done it yet. Really? Yeah. Yeah, I kind of feel that. Do you feel like it's never perfect? I always put out like... Yeah, that's how I feel about not, my stand-up. No, stand it's up. never perfect. It's just like, you know, you just have to be able to... You have to. What you have to do is do give it all you got. Give it to... You know, don't half-ass anything and do whatever you can do to make it good. And at some point, you just have to be like, all right, let me just let it go how it is. Because you can... Like, I, when I hear songs that I produced like on the radio afterwards, I can't listen to them. Because Ugh. I start finding things in it. I'm like, damn, I should have turned it's pretty much like up. comedy. Dude. I should have did this or did that. Yeah. So, you know, but but you have to live with it and be like, you know what? It is what it is. But you're that lucky. You're lucky with music because at least once it's out, like once a song's out on the radio, you're not going to keep performing it. Like I recorded an album that I've been kind of sitting on because some of the bits are funnier now. Cause I've done more work with them now, and I'm like, do I want to re-record it? Cause it's not. Nah, as you, good. you, you know have what I mean? to. No, you gotta let it. You have to let Ugh, it. You have to let so it hard. live as it is in that time. You know what I mean? That you have to just let it go because people are gonna appreciate it. People aren't gonna listen to it like you. People are gonna. I know to you're it right. For so what hard. they what they catch in it and then what they like. When did you, you know? record it? Sack punchline, not long ago. Oh, so it's you, great. It's great. It sounds so great. It's, it's not great, doing you any good sitting in a hard drive. I know. Drive. You're right. Yeah, you got to just let it go. And that's a hard thing it. to do as it's an so artist. Because you're like, man, oh, I can make it better. But you're always going to make it better, but just make it better for something else. You have to give it all you got for that, whatever that thing is, and then just kind of let it go. You you're might right. get a comedy special by putting it out. I know. Yeah. No, I know. And then you'll really be able to make something, the next thing, better than that. Because you'll really true. be able to be like, you know what? That's a good point. What's, all right. So I'm going to ask you these and we'll see if he'll answer them. All right, let's okay. See. Because this show is date fails, but we aren't talking about dating at all. Okay. Okay. But you have to tell if you can think of it, I should have given you a heads up, but we'll see what you come up with. Um, and you don't have to be specific with names or anything. All right. What's the worst date experience you've ever had? It could be like a psycho fan. It could be like just a horrible, it could be before, it could be when you were younger, anytime, worst date or worst sex, epic fail. Date or sex? Either. Both. Tell two. Tell more than one. <laughs> I have a million like, if you need help. <laughs> sex is like... the sex. There's not ever really bad sex. It's just like some people's sexual chemistry are a yeah. little bit better. Some aren't. You know what I mean? Yeah. 
But as far as a date, I have been on a date with somebody before that I don't even remember how I met them. And they really was like, have went psycho. What happened? During the Can first date? Can you tell date? it? Like right after the first date. You got to um, tell the story. I, I, can, I don't know if there's like one thing, but it was like, you know, like calling you at weird times and, and just saying really weird things. He was like, did you One call- date? Yeah. Did you call me? What happened? Um, okay, so we're going to still be friends now, right? I'm like, yeah, what, what's going on? I mean, I just feel like things have changed. Like, I'm like, what are you, what are you talking about? Did you, wait, then, did you hook up? Yeah. Did she sleep over? Or you sleep over? Um, she came over. Oh, she didn't spend the night, though? No. Yeah, see, then she, I, don't, I don't go psycho if I don't spend the night. As long I as I leave. Once, I had a girl once think we were together because we had sex. Like, boyfriend, girlfriend. Did type. she spend the night? I have this whole thing. I do it even on stage. I don't think she even spent the night. If they fall asleep with you, it's a problem. I always make nah, them leave. And nah, it's not so much a problem. It's just like, okay, just you. be growing up about it. Like, okay, like sleeping doesn't mean we're together, but sleeping with people is like one way that you get to know each other. Yeah. It's not the only way, but it's part of, you know, seeing if you want to spend more time with that person. Sure. In another level. Yeah. Right? Well, I mean, at some point you have to do it. You can't. Yeah. You can't be like, oh, I'm not going to sleep with him on the first date. Man, fuck that shit. Fuck him on the first date. Get that shit over with. No. And then move on to the next date. I don't think I that's agree true. Every yeah. Sometimes. Pretty that. much every girlfriend I've ever had. You I fucked on the first, first date? date? Yeah. I will say this. I've recently had a change of heart about this to some degree, and I'll tell you why. Because the last guy I dated, I waited the longest I ever waited. And I regretted it because once we started hooking up, I started to realize he was kind of a dick. And then you I was like, all that time exactly. I was like, if I would have fucked him sooner, he probably would have started being an asshole sooner and I wouldn't have gotten to know him so well. And so like, it might be actually more beneficial to hook up with them sooner and see if they're still cool. All right. From now on, all three of us, we're going to have sex in the first day <laughs> when we go out with some, yeah, some type of carnal knowledge. Okay. Uh, also, I mean, I don't say you got to go all the way freak nasty on the first date, but you know. Well, something. Get some little intimacy if you have a chemistry like that. Yeah, why yeah. not? You could oh, I agree that. Oh, I don't want to fuck him on the first date. Oh, no. Some girls won't kiss on the first oh, he's gonna date. Think like, I'm a, what he's going to think I'm a hoe or something. Like, man, we ain't past some all that. Some guys, though, do. Like, I have had guys that do. If you fuck them on the first date, eventually it comes out. They're like, oh, do you do. Like, how, like some guys do care how much you oh, fuck. Oh, I see what you're saying. Some guys do care how much you well, sleep with people. Well, that's not the guy you want to be with. No, not me, but I'm just saying like it is. Th- also, there's this whole thing of return on investment. Like w- once a guy fucks you, sometimes that's all they want and then they're gone. Yeah, but sometimes that's what girls want. Sometimes girls like, man, I don't want this dude calling me. This dude's cool. He just comes over and pounds me out. Oh, yeah, that's and for then sure. And he's not tripping. I agree with that. You know, when you got him calling you like, hey, what are you doing? What time are you? I'm like, hey, man, I'm chilling. I'm, I'm with my friends. I got to call you back. Yeah. And they start texting you and calling you like, yo, what the fuck? Chill out, dog. I agree with that. But what if, if I'm going to have a guy that I'm just hooking up with like that, I just like it to be like from the start, that's what it is. But if I start dating him and like if a guy starts introducing me to his friends, his family, like like once we're doing coupley stuff, family's that's different. different. Friends, yeah. you can meet friends if you're hooking up. So what? Yeah, I don't know. I don't introduce anybody to my friends unless I like them. Yeah. I don't know. I never introduce people to my friends. But that's because my friends talk. Sometimes the, what if a guy you're banging comes to a comedy show and your friends are there? Like I it don't just let happens. that. Nobody I bang comes to my comedy. Plus, if like she's, but if somebody she's banging goes to a comedy show, he's gonna probably be Dump somebody me. that. 
He's going to be somebody that knows how to act in front of people. You know what I'm saying? He's going to be all p- putting his hand down her pockets and shit or, or pe- grabbing her titties in front of everybody or trying yeah. to mack on her. He's going to know how to act. Also, he's a gentleman. I don't a know. real gentleman knows how to, you know what I'm saying? You do. Get down and then, you know what I'm saying? And to be cool. You're a gentleman. Thank you. Mama. I remember actually saying to you, like, you're actually like a man. You stand out. And you know what? He's like, a, you're like an alpha guy, but like a real one. There's like alphas. Guys that say I'm an alpha are never alphas. They're like bitches that like need to prove something. Damn. It's true. It's true. But Insecure guys, bitches. Yeah. Like if you have to be like, I'm an alpha, probably not. What dude. is an alpha? An alpha, like a leader, oh. like a natural yeah. leader. Like the alpha wolf is like the lead wolf. Honestly, you're I like being one of the Indians. I don't want to be the chief. You're definitely the chief though, dude. <laughs> right. You are the chief. Woo! <laughs> Oh, I'm just saying. Where's the peace pipe at? You guys got one here? I think it's how. How? No, apparently that's offensive. Did you know that? Unless you're saying it to a guy. We love our Indian brothers. I don't don't know. I took a photo with a Native American chief, and I I put my hand like this, and the caption said how, and apparently like people were like, "That's really." Did you know that's offensive? Why? Why is that offensive? I don't know. Well, teach me how to learn. That's what I say. I I don't want to offend nobody. We did shows at Pachanga. Teach me how to learn. I yeah. did shows at Pachanga, and they came up to us before the show. They said, there's people that are in the crowd. They're Native Americans. You cannot say Pachanga. You can't talk about Native Americans. Can you say Pinocha? Why can't you say Pachanga? Pachanga. You could say Pachanga, but you can't say Pachanga. Like, oh, you can't get pronounce really it wrong? Yeah, and like, there was just like all these different things like that they'd get mad about. In the Whatever. Right. They're basically saying don't talk about it. One time I did the Josh Wolf show on Comedy Center, or on a CMT. Do you know who Josh Wolf is? He's a comedian. doesn't matter. But... The Darius Rucker was on the guy from Hootie and the Blowfish, mm-hmm. and uh, they were like, "You guys, they came like he sent his people in before." <laughs> There's a panel Hootie. show. They're like, "Don't call him Hootie. Yeah. Don't mention the Blowfish. Don't say Hootie and the Blowfish. Don't whatever." Because we want supposed to call him Darius. Because Darius. Like, we want nobody to know who he is when he's on the yeah, show. He, re- he reinvented himself. <laughs> yeah, but it was so funny because it was not me. as good as he did the first kiss time. Kiss my apple. Oh yeah, no problem. Bring him on in here. So Hootie, that's what Check happened. This out, dog. That's exactly. Tell us, man, what was it yeah. like being with the blowfish? Dude, you can't tell comedians. <laughs> yeah, exactly. They're you like, don't you say motherfucker. This. It was Ben Glebe and me. And the first thing Ben did when he came out. He, What's up, Hootie? Ben said something like, oh, man, my pet blowfish are backstage. Like, he kept making jokes about blowfish without directly. I know. Saying, yeah. Did he look visibly See, annoyed? If, if, if you know that he's annoyed by it, you're going to poke at it even more. He but didn't if seem you don't to care. See, yeah. Oh, but okay. yeah, exactly. They shouldn't have told us. Yeah. So I brought this fuckboy patrol pin for back for Fred which I never do on here I actually gave one to Brian's girl before the start of the show and then I had an extra one for you and you said what should I do with this because uh, does this mean I support fuckboys or I'm against fuckboys no I was saying if I wear that does that mean I am a fuckboy no you don't have to no, wear you're it you're on patrol to make sure so no fuckboys so fuck do, with I, hate so is this like a like a like a mafia ring I pass this <laughs> on to other people <laughs> Well, I mean, I actually have FBP hats that I that I sell to mostly guys at my shows. And yeah. I'm like, oh, it's a great conversation starter because people are always like, what's FBP? And then when you're like, fuckboy patrol, then they're like, oh, my God, I love that. You're against fuckboys. But then you said, don't women like fuckboys? Yeah. Which I want to actually talk about because that's interesting to me. What is the definition of a fuckboy? Okay. Yeah, please. In my mind, like... It's not that we're against a guy that sleeps around as like a single guy, as like a player, whatever, if he's honest. The fuck boy is the guy that like, 
pretends he wants more. Like pretends uh, to be like he's a manipulator. Yeah, basically a liar. It's basically a liar. Fuckboy is like a liar guy that's like fake. Uh, like the last guy I dated. Yeah. Like that guy when we were initially dating would like pay for stuff that was way out of his budget and just like. He'd act like he had more money than he did. And not that that even matters, but then yeah, like eventually that doesn't mean he wants to be with you, but he said other shit. Yeah yeah. 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 But then eventually like once we start dating, like he needs to borrow money for stuff. Like he doesn't have like who needs to borrow money. Like you got to know that is the first sign of man. This is well, no, drop the zero. Get with oh, a hero. I, I just got an idea. <laughs> well, yeah, that's what happened. But, 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 uh, but on the real though, a fuck boy is like, if, if, if but is that really the definition of yeah, a fuck boy? A fuck or is a fuck boy just like a guy that you fuck just for fun? He's your fuck buddy. No, no, that's a fuck buddy. Oh, so is that a fuck buddy a patrol? A fuck boy. Is, is there a fuck buddy patrol? No, because fuck buddies are fine. Oh. Fuck buddies are good. Fuck boys are bad. Fuck boys are bad. Fuck boy is a guy who's so, manipulating his way into your life. So by this trying is something I got to give one of my girls to like you should give that to a girl like a like a like when you wear the hamza to uh to scare off the evil yeah so that's what that is, is. That, this is that's what this that's is. what that is okay. Okay, that's what that is i'm gonna make the, sure i share this i just one. had the best idea <laughs> give it to martha out. stewart check this out <laughs> please give it Here, to martha, martha stewart please okay what we're gonna make you remember opp yeah, yeah. let's do a parody we get uh fbp you down with FBP, and then you can make the beat, and I'll write the lyrics, and you'll rap it. Okay, I'm down. Right. We'll do that. Sounds so great. Um, right. Okay, so we didn't get your bad date story. I mean, we got the you just went out with a girl, and she turned psycho after. That's it. Yeah, and there's start no calling crazy. me at all different years of the time and leaving crazy messages and blocking in your number. And, like, you know, it's like once you feel like somebody's kind of being crazy a little bit, you're like, man, oh, that's a, I'm not cool with that vibe. You know, you want a good vibrations around you. Yeah. Uh, you know? Yeah. Like, what? dude, what Crazy. Hey, sorry. You know what? I would just tell her if she ever did call me. I'm like, hey, man, I appreciate it if you don't call me anymore. I have a girlfriend now. Yeah, I do that. I just tell people I have a boyfriend or I got engaged. Yeah, there's nothing wrong with that. Yeah, I had a stalker, like a legit stalker. I had to get almost a restraining order, and and then eventually he stopped calling finally. And then one day, like two years later, my phone rang. I picked it up, and it was him. And he was like, Hey, Kate. It's his name was Rafa. Hey, Kate. It's Rafa. I still don't know his last name. And he was like. I just wanted you to know I went to therapy and I'm on meds now and I just wanted to apologize for how I behaved. And I was like, okay. And then he goes, I was wondering if we could try starting over. This is after like a year of st- like legit stalking. And I was I'm like, now. I'm married. <laughs> <laughs> so like, I'm married, yeah. I'm pregnant. And my I'm husband, pregnant. he's a psycho, crazy motherfucker. <laughs> so I got to get off the phone now. I'll talk to you later. Bye, don't call me no more. For real. <laughs> um, okay, last question. And then we'll, cut, we'll end this. So We're going to wrap though. We're, I'm not rapping tonight. Why don't you We're rap? not rapping. Because I don't want to rap, dude. We'll rap. We'll make your beat. We'll make your fucking yeah. whatever you just said. OPP thing. FBP. Oh, FBP. I don't care about we're that. We're down FBP. No, we're doing that. On. I don't want to rap. We're not rapping, Brian. You can rap. He might sign us. No, he doesn't. He's not a record label, one. And B, I don't want to be he a rapper. He might want to make music with us. Brian, no one wants to make. Stop. Okay, last question for Fred. Fred wants to leave. He's sweating. It's 150 degrees. It's up not here. hot in here. It's, it's nice. hot as yeah, shit. This is really nice. All right. I'm actually honored to be in the, I'm just trying to get in you the studio with y'all. <laughs> well, thank you. Your studio is probably... I'm coming to your studio next. Um, last question, because you have to have a good story. What is the most like psycho fan crazy thing you've ever seen? It doesn't have to be to you even, to any... Just in general, if you can tell it. Anything. Um, Groupy shit, right? I've had I've, had, I've been on. at, um, I don't know if, can I, if, I don't know if I'm allowed to say whose studios it was at, but I've been at a studio where the fans, a fan had flown in from another country and was camped out outside and would not leave. 
and they were and they would they would come back every day. They didn't care if they were going to get arrested. They didn't care if the police come. They wanted to see this just person. to meet this person. They wanted just to see the person. So finally, after about four or five days of this, and I started feeling bad for him. I'm like, because I would talk to him when I walk in, like, who are you? Oh, man, I came here from uh, Austria. Was it, guy? it was a guy and a girl. Oh, okay. I came here from Austria, and I'm <laughs> the biggest fan. I said, look, wait right here, man. Let me go inside. So I went inside. I said, look, man, if you want to get rid of those people, they're, those people are not leaving. So look, why don't I make a deal with them? Let him sign an autograph on a poster, give him a CD, give him a T-shirt. I'll take it out yeah. there, give him a bag, and be like, yo, man, this is from him. It's signed and everything, but you got to leave if I give you this. And they left, and they never came back. Never got to see him face-to-face. Nope. Though. They didn't need to. That's because a great I was, trade. Yeah. I was like, all right, you're either going to sit here, or you ain't going to do nothing, because they come in through another way. You're not going to ever see them. you just causing problems and making security people scared, because, you know, once you see some shit happen, people get shot, and Dimebag, Daryl, and... And who knows? You know what I mean? You don't want no psycho fans. You don't want no John Lennon shit happen to you. Hell no. So it's like, man, just give them a CD and give them a poster and a couple of t-shirts and some keychains and shit. Let the motherfuckers kick rocks. So Damn. much easier. So oh, yeah. that's probably like, you know, I've seen shit We get like that, that shit with comics sometimes. Like, is there any way we can go back there? Is he still back Or I've there? read like letters that people have sent artists that I work with like crazy shit. Like, man, I know if you weren't a, a singer that we would be married together and you know, sending their panties in the mail and shit like that. Like crazy shit. Like, man, people are freaking strange. Yeah. What's crazy yeah. though is now with social media, I get like 20 of those a day. On the DM though. Yeah. You're not showing up at your house, knocking on the door, camped <laughs> out inside. No, but I've had that too. That shit was, that shit will creep the shit out of you. Oh, Back yeah. then there was no accessibility. You couldn't DM somebody. It is weird now how easy it is to get access to anybody. Yeah, that sucks. And for artists that just want to be private and do their art, they, you know, they have a kind of a hard time with it. So it is That's weird. why I like my job i'm behind the scenes and i can go wherever i want i don't need to wear a, uh, a, yeah, a yeah, veil yeah. and you know what i mean you're on a boat half the time anyway yeah like, it's cool, <laughs> man. until you get trapped in a podcast yeah, some guys see. trying to rap to you <laughs> yeah, no i have like one one minute i have one one minute rap by the way you're not so doing i'm it. not doing it i'm not trying to get signed i just want him to know that i'm not psycho even though i'm going to follow him after this out of yeah, your house? Yeah, I'm going to drive behind him. Oh, great. All right. Perfect. That's cool. It sounds lovely. You know, I always got human torpedoes <laughs> around, too. That's cool. Just in case somebody gets online, a human torpedo comes out of nowhere. Uh, Fred, you're the best. Uh, Dude, I'm so happy you came to do this. You're so great. I want to ask him for more crazy shit, but I just don't want to get him into any kind of trouble. I, I mean, I, you can ask me anything you want. Do you have, any more, do you have any more questions, Brian? Um, I don't know. He didn't really have a date fail. When did you lose your virginity? When I was 16, oh, I was okay. 20. That's not that crazy. Where was it? Skating rink? It was a girl from the skating rink at her house. Yeah. You were, de- you were, not, you were the DJ guy back then? I was like, at first I worked in the skate room. I used to pass the skates out and then... Uh, Put the orange stopper on yep, it? Yep, all that stuff. And then, <laughs> and then I was a skate guard. I used to skate around and tell people to slow down. Do you had still skate? Skates. Uh, I actually, Snoop had a birthday party at a skating rink in Glendale. About three, That's where I go. Three years ago. I love that place. And he rented the what whole place out. And we all took turns DJing. No way. And uh, we were had, he just had us. Everybody was there. Chris Brown, you name it. We were all skating. Everybody took turns DJing. That was pretty fun. That, I, I still got it. 
Oh, cool. <laughs> I'm going to take you roller skating. Yeah, we'll go. I love that roller place. Roller skating is fun. That place in Glendale is cheap to run out to. It's like 500 bucks or something like that to yeah. run it out for a party. It's so cheap. Remember yeah, Brett Ernst and his uh, roller skating uh, bit? No. But oh, you got to see it. No, check it out. Yeah, you got to watch that one. All right. Well, Fred, you're the best. You're the best. Thank um, you, You guys should watch. Is your show airing now? The yeah, Snoop and Martha's yeah. Pot Roast on VH1, yeah? On VH1, yeah. On VH1. And uh, anything else you want to plug while you're here? Um, yeah, I'm, uh, I just did Anderson Pack's album. I hope everybody goes and enjoys that. Uh, he's nominated for a VMA award this That's year. That's right. I posted that. So that'll be cool. Hopefully you're killing he gets it. To win. You're killing it. But, uh, yeah, can't yeah. believe those VMAs are still happening. What are you know. talking about? It's still a thing. Videos. MTV. Yeah. Well, I watch videos on on Vimeo. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah. I'm just surprised that they have it's big enough to make an award show about it. Still, uh, it's yeah. not the same as when we used to watch it. I went to the cool. one once with uh, I met Bon Jovi and uh, Ice T and Jazzy Jeff and the Fresh Prince. Were you sitting on Michael Jackson's lap? No, not <laughs> that time. Oh. That was the year before. Uh, that was a monkey, actually. Uh, that no, was that was Webster. <laughs> Webster. That was, was Macaulay Culkin. That was Webster, I think. <laughs> um, guys, Michael Jackson ain't going to no fucking VMAs. He's in right. the fucking Grammys. He did. Dude. Uh, <laughs> oh, yeah, that's what it was. Guys, listen. You can catch me this weekend, Friday, Saturday night at the DC Improv. Please, please fucking come. Because I need to sell this motherfucker out. Oh, Joey Diaz in town the same weekend, so it's going to be hell. But Washington DC, <laughs> like, his is yeah. probably already sold out. His is sold out. Yeah, I'm you sure. don't got no competition. Yeah. <laughs> so come see me, and uh, that's it. Thank you guys for supporting the fo- the podcast. Follow Brian Monarch. Brian's at the Comedy Store Saturday night, at se- seven, 7 p.m. At Brian Monarch, what are you at? Fred Rec. I'm at Fred Rec. L A. Fred Rec. L A. Love you guys. This has been Date Fails. Bye. Peace. Woo!